You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Well, good morning to you. Welcome to a new week, the last week of June for 2021. It is frosty. It is not clear outside, so be cautious. It is very foggy. And initially, I had an eye test yesterday, and I thought as I was driving here, is it just me? Oh, no. (laughs) We'll get into that a little bit later. But yes, very, very cold morning, guys. There's no no weekend wrap. It's, it's, is it just me? Is it just me? Is it just me? (laughs) I was driving like wacky races, just real like... (laughs) Up close and personal with the steering wheel. And that's just how you drive most of the time anyway. It's five minutes past seven. It's our breaking banger to get us into the start of the morning and then the weekend. That was cold. That was real cold. Eight minutes past seven for your Monday morning this Monday, the 28th of June for 2021. We're into our weekend wrap here on Monday Breakfast. It's been a big 48 hours for the country. We are on full alert after after multiple cases of the Delta strain virus have been recorded in the past 48 hours. The concern mainly at this stage is New South Wales, but there are cases popping up across the whole country. As a result of this, the Northern Territory placed themselves in a snap 48-hour lockdown because they had their first case in, well, it has to be at least 12 months thereabouts. On top of that, New South Wales have enforced a two-week lockdown for the majority of the state. There's particular areas, though, so if you're a little concerned, go to New South Wales Health Science, and that gives you a full rundown as a result of uh, what's been unfolding. South Australia have closed their borders to literally most states across the country on the exception of Victoria and Tasmania at the moment. So it has been a crazy 48 hours across the country and uh, we're keeping a close eye on, on what unfolds. Absolutely. And hey, in some Victorian news, Bianco, Premier Dan Andrews is returning to work today after falling and injuring his back on March 9th. Mm. Now, in an interview released yesterday alongside wife Catherine Andrews, the pair recounted the events that transpired the morning of the accident, with Dan talking about his enthusiasm to get back to work, and we obviously wish him all the best. You know what I took out of that? What? I was intrigued that he used the term copper instead of police officers. I found it interesting that there was a lot of overlay in the video of his family making a fruit salad, which is nice. I didn't really pay attention to that. It was real collaborative. It was really good. But yeah, obviously, he's been out of the job for a while. He has a bit of catching up to do. I'm sure yeah. he's been watching from afar, but um, yeah. Yeah, and you know, welcome back, Dan. We were so sorry to see and hear about what had unfolded, and it's great to have you back on board as Absolutely. Premier. and. Thank you to James Molino for doing such a great job mm-hmm. as acting premier, keeping us informed in the absence of Dan, who needed that extra time to recover. And he said that in the video yeah. as well. If you heard the story, he spoke about former premier Ted Bally reaching out Correct. about the whole back issue too. Hey, in some other news, the Nationals are set to reshuffle how they're looking a little bit as far as the cabinet goes and the ministry that assists the government mm-hmm. with some people that were a part of the cabinet not going to be a part of the cabinet anymore with Barnaby Joyce, of course, the leader of the Nationals now, having won a spill against Michael McCormack and uh, retaining his former role of Deputy Prime Minister. Absolutely. From what I hear, he was actually quite surprised that he won. When a journalist asked him how he felt, he said, if I knew it was going to happen, I would have at least brought my hat. 
<laughs> so obviously it's the same Barnaby. Um, hey, Bianca, some sad news coming out in New South Wales over the weekend as well. Two skydivers have died following a skydiving tragedy um, 195 kilometres southwest of Sydney. The men in their 30s are believed to have exited the plane and um, obviously had some issues with their parachute. So very sad news and we're thinking of their family at this time. Yeah, no, we definitely are uh, as well during these times and some... In some late-minute sporting news as well, the AFL could be thrown into a hub situation, but we'll keep an eye on that. Nothing confirmed at this stage. No. Could be the case for a few sports. Look, dating. Dating is a thing that happens, and some people have successful dates, other people not so successful, mm-hmm. but that's okay. That's a part of life and having experiences. Anyway, a young lady has been using the dating sites and has documented it on another site, mm-hmm. maybe one that you regularly like to use. I live for those. She's explained what she uses as her first line every time she gets Ooh. a new match. Okay, yep. And this is a very obscure thing to say, first of all, to a new match. Why aren't we dating? Oh. Why aren't we dating? So, so formalities aside... So that's the first thing she Straight says. into it. Why aren't we dating? Does she ensure that she gets the first line in? Or does like the match message her first and that's her follow-up? No, no. She just goes straight okay, in with it. she goes straight in. So okay. as soon as she gets a new match, why aren't we dating? Mm-hmm. And the responses she's received are quite intriguing. One person said, we'll need to go on a date first. Right, okay. <laughs> Another person said, you know what? Any answer I give you is just going to be an excuse. I'll launch a full investigation as to why not. I'll have my people contact your people. Wow. Okay. It's uh, just a little bit on. But if you thought that was full on, then this one came along. I don't know. I think I love you, BB. Let's go on a date this weekend. Ah. See, I love how direct it is. It's almost like a job interview question. You know when they always have that random curveball that you're not really like wait like expecting. You've got your set answers in your head, and then there's one that always just knocks you for six. That's it. But at least these people have time to think about it. See, I'm just done with all those dating sites. I went on them as a curiosity look when we decided yeah. as a team I was going to go on and try and expose our radio show a little bit more. Yeah. Then I end up matching with one of your friends and it's just, you know. <laughs> that, that was interesting. See, I don't turn um, notifications on for these apps. So I could be talking to someone and then just completely forget. Oh, so you're a regular user then? I am. I am. Just, you know, it's good to stay on top of things. <laughs> What's your go-to line? No. See, this is oh. my strategy, okay? <laughs> I never message first. Oh. And that is the best way... To shortlist people. Well, you know, there is one of the sites where the female has to message first. Oh, no, I'm not on that one because oh, okay. that's too much effort. No, fair enough. I don't blame you. No, no, don't blame me at all. See, I think I went wrong once because I, I put a line that could be interpreted the oh. wrong way. Oh, I, I'm cringing already. What did you do? <laughs> well, because, <laughs> of course, we... We work in radio. Oh, I made it quite clear. No, <laughs> you never do that. No, well, I said I'm a chief button pusher or uh. good, at, good at pushing buttons or something like that. But I went, <laughs> I went with the line that I, I quickly deleted. I said I was 
good at turning things on. Anyway, oh, oh the, my oh, god! I'm sorry. Oh my god! I, I work in radio. What can I say? No. This, this is Galantis for you, you one day. You didn't leave the app. It's me. Hey Bianca, you know the term window shopping? Yeah, it happens quite frequently. It does. And typically the definition of window shopping is to stand outside of a store and look in the window and yeah. shop yeah. in your mind. Yeah. You look at what's going on. Mm. Um, apparently in the year 2021, that isn't the vibe anymore. Really? I am having a terrible time at the moment, particularly on Saturday when I was in my retail life, mm. where it appeared that people got a little bit confused, particularly oh, no. in these COVID times. Yeah, I'll, look, they can be forgiven for that. Where they now believe that window shopping is walking into a store and then jumping in one's window and ah. having a bit of a rummage around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, you know, real easy for both parties. Not a tripping hazard at all. No. And then the delightful thing on top of this new post-COVID era of mm. window shopping yep. is the fact that then they will then start yelling at you from that window, do you have this in a size 38? Ah, and I have to say, if you jump out the window and look at the shelf on your left, there's a full-size run of them. But why are people like this all of a sudden? Look, I, I think my observations that I've made about society these days is we've forgotten how to do things a little bit because we have been isolated we have for been isolated. long periods. I don't know if it's just a Victorian thing, yeah, but it's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's out there. We're, de- we're doing things differently and we're like reteaching ourselves how to do things a little bit again. Yeah. yeah. But stepping over things apparently is just in our DNA. We just know to leap over little window things and get in. I haven't seen that. I'm not doubting it happens, but I haven't seen it. See, I want to know, this is why I actually brought this idea to the table here. I want to know Bayside and of course Bianco, 0404 how do I keep people out the window? I would have thought that displays were locked up, though. No, unfortunately not. Not, but in like, the store, what okay. is the way? How if you saw a window and you had the inclination to jump in it, what would prevent you? Look, because I'm thinking water pistols at this point. No, no, I'm I'm going to go real left of field here. What does Nana do when she wants to get rid of some things in the house? What mothballs? You. I reckon you bring up mothballs at least once a month hey, look, this show. Uh, you've they, got some... s- they smell disgusting. Oh, they do. If you went to go and pick up some shoes, put them in the shoes. Might freshen them. Give them a nice mothball smell. My other um, my other strategy was chewing gum and putting it on the floor and then they'd get stuck to the floor. Mm. Yeah. But I need some strategies because clearly just telling people the window is not for you. Like I appreciate you want to be a mannequin. Yep. But not what we're after, you know? What else? Could you do like a water display where it makes it very difficult? Ooh, you know, so like you have... Like a little paddle pool. Yeah, like a little... Thing. You have sort of like a little pondy type setup where you mm. can put little shoe holders in the the pond so that if they were to go, you know, sort of into the display, they'd yeah. get wet and it just wouldn't be right. Bianco, you're hired. Thank you. We're going to make this happen. I like to think I'm... An ideas person here. He's an ideas man. Anyway, Bayside, let me know. 0404 How do I keep people out of my window? Yeah, it's a very good question. Have you ever kept somebody <gasps> have you jumped it? in a window? Well, I was going to say, have Not you Not through a window. That's a different sort of thing altogether. I mean, you shouldn't do that. Did I ever tell you the story of how I smashed the middle window of the glass window? You did. Yeah. Yeah. 
Stay out of Windows, just full stop. They're not good. No. Really? Who created Windows? Ooh. <laughs> KLP. Okay. Not KLP. No. <laughs> Half past seven, KLP and Stace Cadet. People happy. Carl and Catherine here. We're happy for your Monday morning. You know who don't make me happy? Who don't make you happy? Neighbours. But I everybody know. needs good neighbours. No. Not necessarily. When they're good neighbours, they become good friends. It's not factual. Oof. You don't have to have good neighbours. A lot of people don't even know their neighbours. Half my neighbours on the other side of the fence have gone on holidays for school holidays. Look, if you know how to shut up neighbours that blurst music. Blurst? At, you know, 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. Like, it's just... Oh, but 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. It's Saturday night. I realised the other day that they actually do it on the cheap too when they blurst their music. (laughs) Can I ask why you keep saying blurst? Blurst out. It's blast or burst. Well, it's a new word. Add it to your vocabulary. Blurst. It's somewhere in between. They blare their music. There it is. Out. And one thing I've observed about them is when they do it, mm-hmm. you know when you have a Bluetooth speaker? Oh, yeah. And it makes that boop. Yeah. Sort of like you're doing yes. the, like the beep test again. Yeah. All of a sudden, the test starts yeah. in 20 <laughs> seconds. It's like the next song starts in five seconds. Yeah. Oh, you've never heard anything like it. Before. Well, you have, but uh, that irritates me. That, that's starting to irritate me even more now. Can I just say on the beep test thing, if my beep test had clubbing music, I would be in the Olympics. <laughs> Why didn't they think to do that? Because there's nothing imagine? more awkward than doing the beep test in silence. No wonder I would tap out about halfway through. And there would always be that one person in the car, in the class that would like overexert themselves and they were not capable of hitting level seven. And then they did. And then they'd be throwing up the rest of the day. I think the best I ever did on the beep test was like nine, wow. nine or ten. I hit eight and I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. And, and that was when I was fairly elite. Like I was at my fittest. You hit your peak once in your life and you're like, I'm done. I don't done. think I've hit mine yet. I've never been good at cardio. Really? No. Uh, it's just not for me. But yeah, if I did the beep, maybe we could do this for the socials. I will do the beep test. Give me a couple of weeks training. I will do the beep test if there's a sick playlist involved. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you have a listen to this? Is this suit right. the- I'll tell you what sort of, what will go. This to go with the beep test. What do you reckon? I reckon, oh, it's building. Picking up. But you'd have to start as the beat kicks in properly. What about this? This is like a level one vibe. Do, do, do. The test starts in 20 seconds. This is where we limber up, guys. I can feel myself doing Someone my hammies. Someone did a hammy once in the beat test. It wasn't oh, cute. it's not good. Yes, here we go. There's the calves. Yeah, that's a good level one. Doing I think after that, we have to intensify, I think. Oh, my gosh. Each level has a different theme. Well, that's a game changer. Are we about to go on a national tour of schools no. and reinvent the beep test? No. I think we are. Actually, I just wanted to talk about neighbours and we've digressed to the beep test because of the beep sound of a Bluetooth speaker. I'm sorry. Sometimes creativity just strikes. And um, I have watched enough um, Shark Tank in my time to know when there's a good business opportunity and that is it. No one steal it. It's Look, mine. I would love to create an alternate version of the beep test for those children that just cannot do well, it. Well, we've got it right here. 
I was one of those for a long period, okay? And it's okay to not be successful at it. If you reach four and you're like, no, I'm done, your PE teacher will say that's pathetic. But I say to you, it's okay, I can relate, and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Probably not ideal, but it's not the end of the world. But if you had some clubbing hits in you, though, you would at least hit 4.5. Well, I don't even know if they would know what a clubbing song is these days. I just don't, I don't know. It's either that or the Chariots of Fire theme song. Do, 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 do. That's very old school, though. That would actually really make you want to finish four on the baby test. It's a low level. Anyway, um, thank you for coming to our TED Talk. The... um. The new and improved beep test. Maybe we'll call it the blurt test just for you. <laughs> the blat test. You have a beep. <laughs> okay. Now we're getting too far. Let, let's quit while we're ahead. Lettuce and tomato with a nice bun. That'd just be delicious. We're at about a level seven. You've just dropped us down to about a four. Good yeah, on well, you. I told you. That's what I usually <laughs> hover at. <laughs> let's go to a song. I'll talk about neighbours later. <laughs> Who got cut out of the photo? Now, I don't know if you saw the story that's sort of been circulating for the past week. It was Father's Day over in the US last Sunday, not the one yep. that's just been the one before. I can never understand why they have a different one to us. No, but everyone in the rest of the world seems to have Father's Day that day except for us. Because Australia, mate. I'm going to get to that a little bit later oh, on, actually. Good tease. Things that the world don't really acknowledge that we do. I like it. Yeah, but I'll I like it. Subtle plug for later yeah, on. Yeah, good work. Um, Yeah, anyway, Beyonce's mother, Tina, on Father's Day... Decided to do a tribute to her daughter's husband, Jay-Z, father mm. of their three children. Mm. And she um, made a bit of a savage mood in the fact that she cut her daughter out of the picture that she ah. used for the tribute. So it was this beautiful family portrait of Jay-Z, Beyonce, their three kids. Yeah. No, nope, it's about Jay-Z, not you, Beyonce. Cropped out. Hey, Gladys did the same thing for a photo she posted. I saw across that. Across the weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Bit of a choppy chop chop. But I want to know, who did you crop out of the photo and why? Because there's so many stories like this. Like, I will start, Bianco. I had a family wedding probably about seven or eight years ago. Yep. Beautiful family photo um, of my nan and my aunties and my family. Like, really lovely. But my auntie's ex-partner is in the photo. And a couple of years ago, we just happened to be at my nan's and we were looking at the photos that sit on her table. And, you know, it's really nice, particularly in grandparents' um, houses, all the old photos mm. and, you know, it's really nostalgic and lovely. Yeah. Anyway, we looked at this photo a little closer and we said, why is there such a big gap between my auntie and someone else in the photo? Yeah. And my nan looked at us a little sheepishly and she said, had to do some editing. Now, a grandma's version of editing a photo is very different to the modern day. Oh, I know. Most people would just crop them out like Tina did. Mm. My nan got a Sharpie (laughs) and coloured her daughter's ex-partner out of the photo. Ah, well, that would make the Christmas dinners interesting. Oh, what have you (laughs) done, nan? amazing. But, yeah. My nan did a similar thing. Really? With a Sharpie too? No, no. Instead of doing a Sharpie, she just gets the scissors out and she cuts the... (gasps) That's so brutal. So you've got a photo on her. She's got like a picture frame yeah. on her walls as you walk in the back door. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got one side of the family on one side, the other side of the family on the other side. Yeah. And, yeah, let's just say there have been photos that involve family members of the past on those frames at one point. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. They've got the cut. 
See, that's why you always put the weakest links on the outsides of the photos, guys. Sometimes you, you can't, though. Sometimes they're just placed in a particular spot where it's unavoidable. But you get those scissors out and it fixes the whole thing. It's amazing. Scissors is, yeah, that that's just a much more aggressive approach, but I appreciate it. But, yeah, let us know, Bayside, 0404000736. Who did you cut out of the photo and why? It's Carl Catherine here with you now. I'm going to try and talk about neighbours without digressing again. Okay. No beep test talk. There was actually quite a good story I was going to get to about neighbours in the UK. Now, I'm not talking about the television show that's filmed in Melbourne that is quite successful over in the UK. No, no, no. I'm talking about a couple of neighbours that have been in a fight for over 25 years. I live. About a tree. Yes. A tree of all things. Now, this tree is quite unique in a sense that it's like a very buffy tree. And that's all that description's straight off um gardening Australia that very nice. The buffiness has moved over to one side. Oh, okay, yep. of the two houses, mm-hmm. which is sort of on the side where the owner is angry about it. Cuz it was planted and grew on one person's house in the front yard but it's also sort of going on to the other person's yes. house, their neighbour. And so the feud has been going for 25 years and the annoyed neighbour has decided to do something about it. Oh, no. Did He's, the tree get a haircut? It did. A haircut in a sense that the tree no longer goes onto his property and it's a one-sided tree. Mm. Very, very weird look. I have never come across that in my life. No. I see, for me, right, if I was in a feud like that for 25 years, first of all, there's no way either of those people, oh, wow, it actually is half a tree. Um, Neither of those people would want to move because the tree was too important. So that's one thing to note here. Second of all, I feel like that's too easy of an option. I feel like you had to be a bit more creative. Like I've got a whole heap of bamboo on the property behind my house. Bamboo? Bamboo. Wow. And when it's windy, all the bamboo sort of goes to the side, but then also to the back of our house. Okay. And every single time I'm like, if that bamboo snaps, it's going to be a good day. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, why would you end the feud there like that? Well, I mean, when you get sick of something and maybe you have the funds to be able to purchase something that can chop trees down, like a hedge trimmer or chainsaw, mini chainsaw thing. I don't know. Maybe it's taken 25 years just to be able to afford that kind of machinery to be able to, you know, groom it, so to speak. But see, this is the thing though. Have they won this because it is quite a funny look? No, I don't think so. Or have they lost because they have gone, taken the time, they've paid to get the device to be able to do this. But also, they're going to have to continue to cut the tree back. So if anything, they've just gotten themselves a big job. Where's the council and all this? I would have thought the council's responsible for tree trimming when yeah. it's external to the property and it's on like a nature strip. Yeah. They tend to be around here. The poor tree. We had a tree episode at our house recently. Oh, really? There was an old tree that sort of went onto the neighbouring property and mm-hmm. it allowed us to have a bit of privacy. Yeah, nah. It died. Oh, that's some bad security you got there. And in a development, we don't know how it died. I'm not saying anything, but... Uh, might have come down to neighbours again because everybody loves neighbours. Health hacks. Sorry? We have stepped into the house of wellness. Um, No, no, we can't say that. 
the wellness of health. Sure. Let's go um, with that. Where a woman has gone viral, Bianco, and it's an image I cannot unsee. She has said, guys, going into winter. Oh, no. I don't, I don't know where this is going, but I can only imagine it. Uh-huh. If you've got sinus congestion, obviously, oh. first of all, you go get a COVID test. That's the first thing you do in these times. <laughs> but if it's not COVID, a good way to ease sinus tension and pain is you get garlic. You cut the garlic up in so you've got two cloves. Mm. Shove one up one nostril, one up the other. And just have it up there for, you know, half an hour or so. And it will clear it. And people have had thoughts about this, obviously. Mm. It's not something I would be gravitating towards anytime soon, purely because once it's gone, all you will smell is garlic for I don't even know how long. But it's an interesting little life hack. And I want to know what hacks do you have that is allegedly meant to help your general health? Well, I was informed by a physical education teacher that it's not good to wear band-aids when you get a cut. Really? Yeah. I, I Look, I don't know for sure. I am not Dr. Carl, even though I tend to give unofficial medical advice at times on this mm-hmm. program and you like to call me Dr. Carl. Yep. But I did say to you off here, I cut myself this morning. You did. Unintentionally when I got out of the shower. And there's not a band-aid in sight. Not a large cut, but just a little abrasion on the thumb. <laughs> And I'm just leaving it like that. Why are you laughing so much? A little abrasion. <laughs> I'm okay, guys. It's all good. I'll live. But can I ask a question, though? You can. Seeing it was only a little abrasion, obviously it wouldn't have bled much. But That's if you were abrasion, properly... not operation, just for the record. If you were properly bleeding, though, what would you do instead of using a Band-Aid? Well, you apply pressure to the wound. Yeah. From my first aid experience years ago. Yeah. I haven't done a refresher course. I want to do a refresher course. I really need to. Let's it's overdue. It. I mean, I think my first aid was only valid for what, two years, three years, generally speaking. Mm. So it expired in 2017. So I probably should go into a refresher course. Yeah. If you ask mum, she'll say that I'm not great at first aid. Really? Mm. There was an incident a few years ago and... What? Oh, look, she's fine. She came out of it okay, ultimately. But what? She brings up the story of Go how on. instead of like getting something that was like a towel, yeah. I, I got tissues. For what? What was the issue? Well, there was... Oh, look, I don't want to go into too much detail. I don't want to ex- expose... What? Like, Mum will hate me for even bringing this up, but she's fine now. So there, there was a mini incident that, that unfolded and I had to think about the scenario, but the outcome was everything was okay. What? Yeah. These things happen. You know, you just don't know. You go into shock when you react to these things sometimes. You actually do. You spare of the moment. Think, you think, oh, what do I do? Oh, do I do this? Do I do yeah. that? You're not prepared for these things. No, and this is why it's really good to do the training. I need to as well. Because, you, yeah, you just never know. You are only human, and sometimes you have to apply that knowledge to other humans. Absolutely. Well, a lot of the time, actually, day-to-day life. Well, there you go. That story has definitely knocked my um, face masks out the park that I was going to bring up for dry skin, egg whites, and um, for oily skin, avocado. Why does that just sound like breakfast? <laughs> que a las dos. I was amazed to see what happened at a cycling event 
over the last <gasps> 48 hours. I saw this. I don't know if you've ever been at the right place at the wrong time, but one spectator has. Oh, my gosh. And one thing, oh my gosh. One thing that I love oh my gosh. about intense sports such as cycling is the commentators really get into it. Have a listen to this. What's going to happen? How many people are going to get back up? Right, that sign right on there, the left Phil. of your picture. Oh, my, oh my goodness me. So pretty much... <laughs> What has transpired in this? It's and like dominoes falling. I could not believe the vision I was watching where some person has obviously a fan of the sport, so dedicated they have made a poster with very thick cardboard by the looks of it. And um, they got a little bit preoccupied and were looking in the wrong direction. And the people that they were so excited to watch may or may not have become um, victims of the poster. There is a manhunt on the way to find this person. Imagine that, right? You're trying to be a harmless spectator with a sign to get yourself on TV. Look at me, look at me, look at me. And as about 150 cyclists, professional cyclists, who are going at a pace where they're not stopping. They've got the momentum. Oh, yeah. And their feet are clipped in too. Yeah, they're locked in. All of a sudden, this clown... Decides to. Hey, now that's a harsh word. Oh, no, they're a clown. I mean, come on. You're at a cycling event. Yeah. Are you seriously going to step on where, like. They probably brought out the Derwents as well, like the best water color um, pencils, and then it's just, yeah. Oh. Very. And it was so close to the end of the race, too. That's the killer. Talk about wrong place at wrong time. Oh. That's just. I've never really found myself in a situation like that. I think the worst thing that I ever did, Mm -hmm. and it was quite a laugh at the time, right? I was sort of trying to show off a little bit when I was younger. I'm shocked. Anyway, this involves sport too. I was at training for one of the professional sporting clubs of Melbourne. I won't reveal which one it is. And the senior coach walks by. And so I thought it'd be funny to give him a little bit of advice. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, that went really well, didn't it? He just stormed off. It's like, do you like how we're playing? Yep. Well, then accept it. And then just walked <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Look, I didn't exactly cause a massive pileup where over 100 cyclists just basically oh, went Oh, no, kaput. you just caused a massive pileup of this person's emotions. Got they good... probably got home and just put themselves in the fetal position. I got a good laugh person. out of the assistant, though, because mm. he was more of a humorous kind of person. wasn't as serious. Okay. And he had a good laugh. And then when I went to the game... The following weekend, mm-hmm. I saw the assistant coach and I said what I'd said to the coach in the week. Oh, gosh. You don't, you never encore material. But he pointed me out and he looked at me and he laughed. But it wasn't the senior coach. It was the assistant coach that laughed. Not Senior coach didn't come anywhere near me no. again. He was good enough to take a photo with me. though. Anyway... Moral of the story. Yeah. Outcome of the story. I'd love to know when you've been in the wrong place at the wrong time or you've caused something and there's no going back. There is no. There way. is no coming back from that. I think that is the closest to a real life dominoes there ever is. My gosh. I've never seen cyclists fall over that much. Like one after another that badly. Mm-hmm. I've seen some falls, but that was. That was an off. Oh. There's this. <laughs> There's falls, and then there's that. It's Carl Catherine here for your Monday morning on 88.3. Now, Bianco, it's a time in the show where 
we normally talk about something wild that's happened during our week, and we've had suspicions on this show, and I'm sure producer Jack can back us up here, where we are, as a duo, morphing into the same person. Yes and no. We say very similar things. Well, the Carlisms have become Carl and Catherineisms, and the Catherineisms have rubbed Correct. off on Carl somewhat. And I'm going to just run past you. You tend to talk sometimes on air, a lot off air, about one of your main personality traits. What's that? Which is your vision. Now, you have glasses, but you've brought up several times on the show. Hey, I've worn glasses now. What am I? How old am I? This year, twenty-five. I've, I've, I thought initially I got glasses when I was three, but yep. I was wrong. Wrong. The theory was wrong because, on closer inspection to a photo that I posted on the socials yep. of me sitting on a bench looking cool as, as a young Best child, picture ever. <laughs> with my cranberry juice in my hand. How that hasn't become a meme, I don't know. <laughs> in that photo, yeah. I was actually two. Wow. I hadn't quite turned three. Okay. Well, speaking of that, mm. why is the main reason that you wear glasses? What is the main reason that is? Because I was born with astigmatism. Correct. I went and got my eyes tested yesterday. Don't tell me you've got astigmatism. And I get my eyes tested. It was once a year mm. as a child, mm. then moved to two years. Yep. Went through the tests. Guess who's got astigmatism? Now, see, you don't know real stigmatism unless you've worn glasses for... Well, I've worn glasses since I was seven. But I've never really seen you... On and off, on and off. The occasion I've seen you wear glasses. But somehow, somewhere in this radio journey, my cornea has decided to just flip itself in a little bit, and I blame you. I've, I've never... Heard so much boulder dash in my life that I could be responsible for your eyes deteriorating. I think telepathically it's happened. Give and me I a... blame you. Oh. And I almost feel like my left oh. lens in my new very fancy Alex Perry glasses, thank you for asking, should be sponsored by one Carl Bianco because I do blame you for this. By osmosis, it has happened. I don't even know what to say. I feel like we should have a podcast about our stigmatisms. Eye for an eye. Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> Look. I, when I, I saw it on the scan, I almost died because I have never until that point been diagnosed with this thing. Can and I, then suddenly. Can I just say to you? Yeah. You are born with astigmatism. You actually aren't. I Googled it last night. You can develop well, it I was time. born with astigmatism. Yeah. Or I'd mine... somewhat developed astigmatism to the point where I needed glasses. Well, I've got a secondhand stigmatism. And um, yeah, I didn't. I also didn't realize it's astigmatism. I thought it was in A and then stigmatism is in two words. One word. I learned that too. Astigmatism? Mm-hmm. No, it's stigmatism. Yeah, no, astigmatism. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There you go, the more you know. But yeah, I blame you. Um, And yeah. And so I've got some lovely new glasses now as a result. I think that's possibly the worst thing you've ever accused me of. I, I cannot change how your body operates. Okay? I Look, I could send off the vibes and be like, give Catherine astigmatism. But I've never once done that because I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Producer Jack on the mic, please. You look like you have something to say on this. No, I was just going to say, I did say to Kapow when she told me this, I did say that uh, you would be the death of her, Bianca. Oh, what is this? See, I don't have a say in this. All of a sudden, it's team up on Carl. I'm causing stigmatisms. <laughs> what else am I going to cause? What? What's next? What, what well, next in your life? This is what I'm thinking because I've got a character trait of yours now. What are you going to get from me? I hate to think. I hope it's not my ugly dancing feet because I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. 
No, I've got ugly feet as it is. I don't need uglier feet. Mm, wow. I wonder. I need a break after that, honestly. Calvin Harris for your Monday. That's featuring Ellie Goulding. I need your love. Look, I said a little earlier that I'd be talking about what other countries look at Australia and uh, what other countries look at Australia. Well, a lot of other countries look at Australia. But when other countries look at Australia and they think, I've never ever experienced this in my life. Correct. Now, one thing that sent everybody into a ruckus a couple of weeks ago was when it was found out that the rest of the world don't do hip hip hooray at the end of happy birthday. Which I still don't believe because I feel like that's not Aussie enough. Hip hip hooray. Hip hip hooray. Yeah. You know? I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like if it was hip hip hooray, maybe. Like as in... Good on you, g'day. Good on you, g'day. Good on you, g'day. It's your birthday. Or just hip hip a. That's a bit more Aussie, a bit more Gonzi as well. But um, you know, I still don't believe that. But anyway, please continue. Yeah, imagine they <laughs> you're out. You've just sung happy birthday, and then instead of going hip hip hooray, it's Catherine's on the back line. Catherine's on the ball. See, Catherine's that's more Aussie. On the back line. She's gonna drink them all. Catch you, skull. Ba ba oath. Skull, skull. And by skull, skull, we mean orange juice at this time of morning. Yes. Orange juice or coffee, hmm. tea even, if you fancy. Green smoothie. Wouldn't suggest sculling that. Pretty nasty. <clears throat> no, thanks. Anyway, it's not the only thing that the rest of the world look at Australia and think, oh, okay. One thing that we like to flog, and for right reasons, is being sun smart. Yes. Being a country where it does get rather sunny, we need to make sure we slip, slop, slap. Nothing healthy about a tan. Rest of the world, that's not a priority for no. them, apparently. Even though there are hotter places than Australia. That's one thing. Not tipping weight stuff. Yeah. Waiters when you go to restaurants and stuff. In America in particular, they are very big on that. Yes, but I just think that's so much additional math. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas here, we don't even think about it. We just pay wave and it's done. But it's like they do percentage. I think it's like 10% yeah, of the 10 bill. Yeah, 10 or 15%. They expect yeah. you to tip. Mm-hmm. So if it's $100, they expect you to tip 10 Like, yeah, no, we don't do that in Australia. I mean, if you do have really good service and I you tip. want to, mm-hmm. the option is there. Just make sure, you know, when they make you tip on the actual FPOS machine, you got to do it yourself. I accidentally tipped um, one cent once instead of $10 because I couldn't. It still keeps me up at night, that. It was so embarrassing. And in shock developments, that was when she actually got glasses. (laughs) Nicknames for your friends in America, not as big. No. They prefer you call them by their full name. It's Richard Johnson Sr., sir. It's not Dick. Call them, oh, I don't know, that was a very random name. I wasn't ready for that. And you know what? There's so many insults running through my mind and I can't pick one of them. It was just a random thing. I don't even know what I channeled there, to be honest. I just became a different person. <laughs> Our love for animals and how deadly they are in Australia. True. There's not many other countries around the world where they have a love for deadly animals. The culture of the Eshai, Adelaide. Yeah. You know the SRI? No. I've only just figured out what that means. Like, I've only heard really? it recently. Yeah. You've only, oh, to be fair, it took me a while to actually learn out what it was, too. <laughs> really? If it took you a while, it took me even longer, let's be honest. Insulting your nearest and dearest as a token of love for them. Legit. Yeah, they, that's, 
they don't really do that elsewhere, do they? And I would really struggle not doing that, you know? Oh. Yeah. No, that's that's another one for sure. I, I mean, you see it in movies sometimes, but they always push the boundaries in movies. <laughs> <laughs> barbecues. <laughs> barbecues. We don't see many barbecues around the world, like how we have the sausage sizzle, you know? Yeah, actually, um, uh, in the UK, someone was charging £40 to enter their barbecue. Remember also in the UK, they tried to be very Australian and no. have the particular warehouse stores that we have and have the sausages, and they just didn't do it right. Oh, yeah. Mm. And the other one that rounds out the top 10 Australian things that you don't see around the world, just using wherever you like to relieve yourself. Yeah. You know, it's it happens everywhere. Not ideal. Need to go, don't care. In the air, everywhere. Yeah, no, that is not something to spread, thank you. No, look, I'm not saying I want to spread it or that I do spread it, but <laughs> if you've got to go, you've got to go. Nature calls. That's the attitude we have in this country. Mm. Not the attitude they have in the rest of the world. No. And that is the things that we do differently to the rest of the world, and that's why we're such a unique place, and a lot of people love Australia. It's what I like bringing to you on a Monday, something different. And hopefully you feel more enlightened. Uh, Oh, I do, for one. Well, if you've enjoyed that, then I'm glad somebody has. That's one person I can tick off my list. I feel very passionate about what I'm about to talk about. And it is an, an item that one can purchase at the moment. Involving a post 5 p.m. beverage. A purse. A purse. 5 p.m. beverage. <laughs> Guys, it's a purse. A purse. Now, obviously, I feel like I have championed this. I do feel very close to this. Gin has all of a sudden had a revival. Well, what is with that? Obsessed. I don't understand the, well, commotion that's being made over the fact that gin is. All of a sudden, an amazing thing. What was just a standard G&T, a simple G&T, is now so, so much more. And a lot of retailers are trying to jump on the bandwagon and try to release unique bits of merch in relation to gin because there's some people out there who do try to make gin as a whole their personality. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm just having a cheeky gin, live, laugh gin, like all that sort of stuff. Anyway, this retailer has released a teapot. Short and stout, white and blue, and it says gin on it. And it has broken people's minds. Is it because it's known as a gin pot? No, literally it's just a teapot you serve gin in and they think it's versatile and funny, others not so much. Do you boil the gin? No, you just serve the gin in the teapot for a little bit of extra class. Okay. Which, interesting. Um, So anyway, this teapot... Called the Yvonne Allen Gin um, Teapot, for anyone wanting to know. Sorry? Yvonne Allen Gin Teapot is what it's called. Gin Teapot? Gin Teapot. So it made me, it's post five o'clock. I think I might get my gin teapot. Well, this is why I think it's fantastic. Anyway, it's available for 45 pounds and is literally just a white teapot decorated with blue polka dots, (laughs) which we love. Now, online, people have accused this thing of being sacrilegious to tea. They have said that it's the most disgraceful thing they've ever seen. They've also likened it to, remember the slogan, Live Love Life, that used to be around everywhere? They have likened it to being as bad as that. And so a spokesperson from this retailer, Bianca, has had to actually make an official statement because people are so divided on this. Okay. And it reads like this. 
We're glad to see the conversation is brewing. And while we hate to stir the pot, our customers seem to love our quirky teapot. It's great for a cuppa, but doubles as a cocktail server when you invite your best teas, oolong, to spill the tea. That's marketing. That is brilliance. I don't know why people are so angry about this teapot. I kind of want it, to be honest with you, just on the downest of downloads. But I want to know, what is something that you have seen on shelves that has just offended you beyond belief? Because people seriously take this as a personal attack. That is very offensive. You reckon? Putting gin in a teapot. Why not? No. I was this close yesterday. I'm not into gardening at all. My parents are like, you should get into gardening. It's really good. I'm like, no. And then I saw it online. It's a tree. It's like a shelf, but it's a tree. And it holds gin cocktails. And it's called the gin tree of life. And I thought that is my kind of gardening. Don't have to wait for the produce to grow. It's right there in front of your eyes. So between that and the teapot, I've got a very difficult decision to make. But I don't know why people are so rolled up about this. I don't see it as a bad thing. I think it's ironic. I think it's funny. Yeah, no. That would be like having a banana. Oh, gosh, here we go. A banana placed into a milk carton. What? It's You just don't... No, that is just rubbish. You don't though. hear about it. You don't see it unless it's a banana milk drink, in which case... That kind of fits. But no. It's just very not okay. I would not put gin into a tea But don't you think that's funny? It's like no. you have your friends over it's and not then funny. you serve it into it from a teapot? That's funny. It's as funny as you accusing me of giving you astigmatism. I'm <laughs> still going go. with it. I can't. I have done some digging of some lyrics of songs from when we were younger that we used to appreciate. Mm. And it turns out we were having a great time dancing like no tomorrow, but there was a couple of references in these songs that we probably missed. I'm going to play a couple for you. Right. One of those ones was by Gaga. Lady Gaga drove us all Gaga with their music during the time. This sort of flew over our heads. Let's have some fun, this beat is sick. I want to take a ride on your disco stick. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it flew over many heads. You know what I mean? It's very clear. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I don't think it was very clear to us when we were dancing to it at the time. No, it got banned. Did it? Yeah, the music video got banned from the internet. You couldn't find it unless you went to the deepest, darkest places of the internet. Oh, Because okay. of that lyric. Well, that hit number one on the list of songs that were deemed inappropriate from the time mm-hmm. we were younger and we used to dance. Yes. You know, when you were leaving primary school, making the progression to high school, and you had your end-of-year sort of celebration of slowly migrating to a young adult. That was one song that they've highlighted. That was the number one song. I don't really see why, to be honest. There's some elements to it. As, uh... Oh, it's very... um prolifically written, let's put it that way. It's If you read the lyrics, like, yeah. Well, then compare that to this from Akon. Till you get sore. Yep. Um, okay. So, till you get sore. Yeah, I know I made a habit of cutting off that song earlier for a reason. I think that was worse in comparison to these that have been yeah. highlighted so far, quite frankly. And another one was 
The Black Eyed Peas. My Hums. Mm. And that title in itself is, you know, very interesting. But there was a line in it, and I'll quote the line. Oh, we're not hearing it. We're getting a Carl No, this one, this one deserves a quote. Oh, gosh. Mix your milk with my cuckoo puff. Yes. Another line was, what are you going to do with all that? And the boys, they want to... So, yeah. Anyway, it didn't really deter me when I was younger. I remember the time where I was graduating primary school. It was actually kind of an awkward situation. So, this was the kind of music we were listening oh to. Oh, God. This is my year six graduation. I was going to say, this has got graduation. We had a celebration. Yep. Anyway, I... Uh, I just I had brain flashes to this moment in my life. It's not one that I'm really proud of, but I thought I'd share it with you anyway for a laugh on a Monday because that's what we're here for, to provide you with a laugh. What did you do? I'm Look, cringing already. I wasn't the fittest 12-year-old. <laughs> Let's put it out there. I was, I was very unfit. I had the body of probably a 17-year-old as a 12-year-old. Not necessarily maturity-wise, but, you know, physique-wise, I was always a bigger-bodied kind of... Anyway, I, you know... <laughs> It's okay. If you are fat, that's fine. Right? Hey. If there's there's no thing wrong with being a little big boned or having some puppy fat. I had a lot of puppy fat. That's what they like to refer to it as. Anyway, my auntie, because I went to the same primary school as my cousins. Oh, fun. My my older cousin that's one year younger than me. Yep. If that makes any Wait. sense. So, Wait, so, what? Okay, it's the oldest cousin behind me is okay, what I meant to yeah. say. So you're not it's your older not cousin. Not older, but no. the oldest cousin behind me in this side of the family. Oh, this story's going to be good. You're getting rattled. Her yeah. mother, my auntie, decided to ha- assist with the volunteering for the catering for the sixes oh. <laughs> on the night. And I just recall her giving me eye contact and laughing about what I was doing. So I thought it'd be funny because oh the gosh. rest of the guys are doing it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. To take my top off. And... Wheel my top around like what all the other guys are doing. Yeah, that really went down. Well, was didn't it? Well, hey, was... if the rest of the team's doing it, you got to jump in. Only if you want to, but you should, that's fun. I don't think that's embarrassing. Oh, it was pretty embarrassing. Imagine that, right? Right in front of my year six crush. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say your year six teacher, and that would be weird. I don't know if he was there, actually. Mr. Mm. White. Mr. What? Mr. White. Oh, White. I don't know if he was in the room at the time. I can't remember. Anyway, it made for an uncomfortable situation. I thought it was funny. Kind of. No, I didn't. Anyway. See, that's why you don't have too many red cordials, kids. Yeah, because you end up taking your top off. It's not good viewing. We need to bring a segment back that we did when we first started this Monday slot. And that's okay, what so we you're... learned today. Is that really what we're actually doing? Well, I just we'll feel learn. like we've learned a lot. I've learned that um, you took your top off and had it around your, <laughs> your head. Picture that's Kevin the, Sheedy when the Bombers had the famous win. He took his bummer jacket off and he... That's the reference I was about to bring. That's yeah. kind of what I was doing with my year six flimsy yeah. t-shirt. We've learned that. <laughs> You've learned that now we share a similar eye condition. Look, I... It's been the theme of the show since you've brought it up. Thank I, you. I, I, it's not sitting comfortably the fact you're accusing me of. I, I'm not accusing. Well, you're saying I'm that I've saying... like telepathically given you a stigmatism. All I'm saying. It's not correct. It's a coincidence. No, it's is it not. not? It's t- 
And oh. off air, you also revealed that it's in the same eye. Well, I don't know for sure. I, I don't know if I'm long-sighted or if I'm short-sighted. Oh, I can tell you what. After doing my eye test yesterday, I think I am a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Every I could time, not see. Every time I'm told what I am, I forget. Yeah. And like you always just, think it's the opposite? Yeah. Because long-sighted is for like short distances and short-sighted is for long distances. Yeah. What a, who came up with the idea of doing opposite things like that? Just on that. Yeah. I don't know who decided that would be a great idea, but it's not. It's not. Not at all. No. Any shape at all. Mm-mm. What I have you like. learned today? I've learned that you like to accuse me of things. <laughs> J'accuse. Sorry? It's French. Jacques to your right. <gasps> That's a very good segment. J'accuse. I like that. What's put, he going to Put that today? on the whiteboard, Jack. <laughs> J'accuse. J'accuse. Which song is it now? Oh, J'accuse it up. Jack cues it up. Oh, I actually don't mind that either. Jack, what do you think of this? Let's get you on the mic. Yeah, it's all right. You, you guys are doing well. Mason, what have you learned today <laughs> listening yeah, to yeah, us? Yeah, what have you learned today? Uh, I've learned that, um, more mostly that uh, Kapow is basically, it's your fault, Bianco, that Kapow's in this situation. So, yeah. I've learned that um, the beep test needs to be updated. That's another thing which I cannot wait to delve into after the show. I've learned... I still have a strong dislike for neighbours, but it didn't take much yeah. for me to actually learn that. It's just always there. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I, I don't think it is. You had a little peak at one point where you actually were on board with your neighbours. Now, not so much. I'm just, I'm, I'm fed up with them playing music at weird times, you know, and it's the same serial offenders in the same house in a house that I wish was never demolished and turned into two houses. The same could be said about the back property where they built three. I'm surrounded by five houses. Okay, now we're getting a bit too personal. I've also learned that um, just when you think you know a song back to front, the remix can give you something completely different. Oh, and and further news as well with Colin after nine o'clock. I've misread this. There's breaking news about a campaign to fix a dangerous intersection in Bayside. Ooh. That is good news. That is. I love hearing developments like that. That's worth sticking around for. Bayside Mayor Laurie Evans will be on the show. And legendary swimming coach, Laurie Lawrence. It's a Laurie Fest. Fantastic. <laughs> Looking forward to that after 9am. We love the theme. Carl Bianco on the marketing pots and tools, everybody. Fest of Laurie's. Laurie and Laurie. The mayor and a swim coach. If you guys could see how stoked he looks at the moment from that comparison, it's unbelievable. I thought it was actually some of my finest work from today. Mm, good work. Thank you for that. Hey, have a wonderful week. Yes, Work hard, guys. Enjoy your school holidays if you're on holidays. I'm very jealous. Oh, yeah, there is that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, holidays. <laughs> I wish I could have a holiday. Yeah. You know, you hit that moment and you're like, I've gone past the point of even, you know, thinking I'm ever going to have one again. I think I ran into that brick wall about last year and I'm just still recovering from that. You know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah. It just seems so distant. I don't think I'll have any cruise stories to bring to you for a no. while. No. I miss that. I miss just being out in the open. Open seas. No social media yo-ho, for two yo-ho. weeks. Lim- Sorry? Did you say Yoko Giacomoco Toto? Because <laughs> that's what it sounded like. Great show, though. But anyway, have a great weekend, everybody. Weekend. Oh, my goodness. I uh, need to stop working on weekends. Did you hear that? 8.56 on a Monday morning. Another... I think I've done this three weeks in a row. That's uh, some more money towards the Christmas dinner. Have Have a great great week, week, everybody. We'll see you Friday. Take care. Bye. Bye.
You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.